Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, we're back. We're How's back. How's it going? I'm, I'm going very well, Connor. Welcome back from travelling mm. the world. Uh, yeah. I held down the fort while you were gone. It was a lovely Q&A. I mentioned it in the Hero Zero on Friday, but a lovely Q&A. I enjoyed listening to it because I had to do no work. Thank, well, thank you very much, but <laughs> it's a, it's always a pleasure to do work for one week out of four years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, we haven't done a Movie Mondays in ages, uh, it feels yeah, like. I, it's, I feel like it's been two weeks, two and a half nearly. So yeah. um, there's a lot of news to catch up on. A lot of stuff I've kind of been like... That's kind of old news stuff has come out and then I'm like, oh, that's big. And then there's been like two weeks and I was like, oh, now there's actually news that counteracts the original news. So it, it's a bit iffy after you do two week old news. It's not called the oldies, Sean. You know no, what I mean? We're all the latest movie and entertainment news is what we talk about. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, like we don't talk about it with any sort of, you know, authority, uh, authority or intelligence but we bring it to you, like, and you just make of it what you will. And sometimes we say, "Jeez, that's a bit fucking weird, isn't it?" It's a lot of that. It's a lot of there's <laughs> oh, no, and nothing is like decided or nothing is clarified at all. We're just presenting the news and having a chat about it. Just give it a like and review. Yeah, just, <laughs> look, we all know what we're here for. We're all familiar with the format at this point. <laughs> if, also, I mentioned on Friday, um, I noticed our likes or our uh, five star reviews on Spotify. They're going way up, Sean. What the and hell? It's, it's been pretty cool. It's been really nice to see. So, Thanks, I mean, ma'am. if anybody else wants to throw in a five, if you want to throw in a minus five, also acceptable. I'll I'll take that. Give us a four if you want, if you think we could do better. <laughs> if you, for Sean, give Just. us a two. <laughs> um, <laughs> Specifically, for Sean is all it's written. <laughs> just, yeah, just write it in and spell my name correctly, please. Um, so we are starting off news this week, Sean, with some pretty big news about Marvel. Um, okay. And that is the Fantastic Four movie. And that is the fact that it has found its director, but it has also meant that Star Trek Four with Chris Pine has now lost its director. Oh. Matt Shackman has joined Fantastic Four leaving production as director of Star Trek Four. I mean, 
it, to be fair, if Disney comes knocking and hands you money to do Fantastic Four, you're probably mm-hmm. going to drop whatever you were working on at the time. A lot of people will know Matt Shackman. Um, he's a long-established uh, director. I mean, he's done Game of Thrones, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's also the main director of um, WandaVision. So he's worked with Marvel before uh, over at Disney+. Plus. Made sense. They know him. They yeah. like him. And so they have Fantastic Four lined up. They're thinking, he's the man. But he's doing Star Trek 4. Well, here's another truckload of money, Matt. <laughs> okay. What if you came over here? But to be fair, Star Trek 4 has been in development for so long that it is possible that Matt Jackman could step away, do the Fantastic Four movie, and then come back to Star Trek and it'd be fine. Yeah, and, and I think Paramount run the Star Trek um, production, so obviously they're losing the director here, but Star Trek 4 is one of those productions that has also been in various stages of development. I mean, do you remember Tarantino was doing it for a little bit? Yeah, um, like it's just one of those weird projects that's kicked around because they own the IP. And then they were going to do a new reboot, and then they announced the fact that they were doing Star Trek Four with Chris Pine without asking Chris Pine, which we I remember covering that like I don't know like a year and a half ago, and the funniness of the fact that Chris Pine then could just say, "Well, I would like fifty billion dollars." Can name your price at that point, <laughs> Chris? Like, you've announced me in the movie. <laughs> the I'm like to be fair, like Matt Shackman is he's quite a good director, but just. He's not as, um, I suppose, lauded. Like, he's not, he's not up there with, like, your Spielbergs and Scorsese's and all that in terms of mm. household names. But, like, those are some good projects that he's worked on in the past. Especially for, like, a family dynamic. Always Sunny is hilarious to me. Because yeah. that's a dysfunctional family who all hate each other. And that's basically the Fantastic Four. Are we saying DeVito as Johnny Storm? I'm thinking DeVito as The Thing. <laughs> You know what fucking he would do it. He would. He absolutely would. No, actually, I think DeVito might show up in the Fantastic Four movie as the Mole Man, who is a Fantastic Four's first villain that they face in the comics. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, he would do that. He would absolutely do that. They they want him to also come in and do uh, in the Hercules movie. Um, To be Phil. To be Phil, again, but just in live action, Hercules. Yeah, because why wouldn't you? Like he's, it's, it's he's the veto for the he's a legend. It's <laughs> a legend. Give him anything. Um, so yeah, Shackman has come across this kind of pretty much guarantees. Now look, what I will say is Marvel have not come out and confirmed him as director. But here's what we know: Front Runner. They were like, we'd like him to direct. Yeah. Now Paramount have released a statement saying he has departed from Star Trek Four, which is set to film at the exact same time as Fantastic Four was set to film. So we're kind of putting two and two together here, saying he's just moved across. He's actually doing the Plastic Man movie for DC. <laughs> imagine, imagine. He's coming in to do the Snyder Cut again. <laughs> I no, I fully like because D twenty three is coming up next week I think which is Disney and Marvel's like their big expo and they're they're talking thing. about Fantastic Four reveals at it yeah like like they haven't that's not that's not on the timetable Fantastic Four reveals but it's <laughs> impossible to keep a secret on the internet and it's heavily rumoured all the things that are going to happen so it makes sense that they got the director and now they're holding off to announce him until the big expo where they need all of everyone to go woo really loudly in a crowd oh it's it's a whole bunch of woos you gotta woo as loud as you can because that's how we know if it's good yeah absolutely john woo he's gonna show up <laughs> he's the biggest star there. <laughs> he's the new kevin feige i hear <laughs> Um, I mean, in terms of Fantastic Four, this is the director of One Division. I mean, I know it's a very loose thread. What can we kind of bring from One Division to be like? Oh, he could bring this kind of vibe to Fantastic Four. It's a bit of out there magical stuff, but Fantastic Four isn't really that. Yeah, unless no, you're Doctor Doom. That's yeah, but One Division has a certain level of like there. It, there is a bit of I wouldn't even say like humor or comedy, but there's a bit of silliness to a lot of one division yeah. and fantastic four are ridiculous in the comics like they fight big purple aliens and like franklin richards has a dr- pet dragon at one point as a kid like it's 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 a wild dumb universe and, and in I, the first movie they fight fog the the uh, 
in the second movie they fight fog. I'll have Sorry, you know. Galactus turns up in fog in the second movie. Yes, yes. but it, like I think with a family, like and the family stuff does work well in one division as well between Wanda and Vision and those two kids. So, because I, I think the heart of the Fantastic Four movie is buying that they are a family. That is what they're all about, and so you need someone who can sell that. They're not just a and team. All, all I want is I want the Ting, I want Sue Storm, I want Johnny Storm to be real nice and to really get on with each other. And then everybody agrees that Reed's a fucking dickhead. I and think, he's kind of the one we don't like. Now, I would like that very much, but I think that they're <laughs> going to do early days Reed Richard. He's still not an absolute bastard. He's nice, but he works too hard, Connor. He yeah. works too hard at his science. <laughs> But I'll be watching the movie, looking, looking for bad vibes, Sean. <laughs> he might do something like, he'll tell Sue to smile more. And I'm like, oh, it's, I mean, he's too nice. He's been a nice guy. What's what's he up to? Did you just bring him out in a fedora? Like his first, <laughs> his first introduction to the MCU? <laughs> Everyone's eyes just immediately squint. There, there's something as well that could work with... The one division stuff is that if you wanted to introduce that the Fantastic Four are from like the sixties or seventies, uh, Matt Chapman has directed in the style of those time periods, and those styles Wonder are pretty cool on the show. Yeah, itself. and and they and they're like spot on as well, like any old sitcom you mm. watch. So if you wanted to do that, the Fantastic Four were about in the sixties or seventies, and then got transported to the negative zone or true time or any of that. That could be a really interesting way to 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 show that visually. Um, and in terms of then Star Trek Four, do we care? Not were not. you into this? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, I'll be honest. I forgot they were making a Star Trek Four. <laughs> I've seen the first two, and then yeah. I didn't see the third one. Third one is a rub. It's I've a fun heard rub. This, yeah, but, but like, I don't. I don't care. I was never really a Star yeah. Trek dude, I'll be honest. I, I first one is really good. I first think. one's great. Second one, they fell off big time. Third one, fun rub. So I think I think they should have stopped the tree because they kind of got it back. They're like, right, look, we got the rub. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Leave on a high and then just do a new Star Trek reboot or something. Like, or you know, not to just No, because they've already announced Pine <laughs> as in the movie. No, it's still a reboot though. But he, now he's playing Jean-Luc Picard. He's, oh, shit. He's Patrick Stewart now. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And Sean, I think you're going to like this one. I think this is a good one. It's a bold move. Um, Cruella, number <sighs> two. Cruella. Um, so, Tuella, as it should definitely be called. Tuella rumoured to be a musical. Taylor Swift wanted to co-star with Emma Stone. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> with, not, even, not even with Taylor Swift. Like, that's fine. All that's fine. But why is this movie that shouldn't exist getting a sequel? <laughs> also, it's going to be called Cruella, right? And there's going to be a bit in the trailer where it says Cruella and then C-R-U-E and A fade out and it's the L's and that's the two and that's what oh, they go fuck. with. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Graphic design is easy. And then... <laughs> also, poor old Taylor. I mean, the last thing she did, I think, is Cats. I think it's Cats. So, she's not having a fun time with it. She needs, like, she needs a comeback story. Like, but like, 101 Dalmatians, that is, there is music in that. Like, there, that is a... A musical, yeah. like you have to, like, and it started out as like a radio play, I think. Yeah, and, and well, it started out as a book, mean, and then there was a radio play, and then that Cru- Cruella, the, as a movie concept, we were very much against due to the fact that it's an origin story of someone who wants to cut up dogs and she, yeah. wear them. She wants to murder 101 Dalmatians, famously, in, in, in the titular <laughs> That's her novel. big thing. That's her personality it's trait. her main thing. Not only. Should she not be redeemed? I don't want her to be. Because <laughs> I'm watching her going, she she wants to kill some dogs. Yeah. And then it's, uh, it, it was on, um, it was on Disney Plus and you had to pay for it. So I didn't watch it. And then it became just regular. If you have a Disney Plus subscription, you can watch it. And I still didn't watch it. But I know that the central reason why she wants to kill dogs Mm-hmm. Is that a Dalmatian pushes her mother off a balcony, which I would argue is not a good reason at all. 
<laughs> I think that's the perfect origin story. I want to kill 101 of these dogs because one of them killed my mother. But also, the yes. first Cruella trailer, which is what I'm basing it off. Uh, yes. I remember us saying at the time, this is very Joker, isn't it? In terms and of Joker 2 is Joker a musical. Musical with Lady Gaga. Yeah, and with so, Lady Gaga. So they've dragged in the opposite of Lady Gaga. The, yeah, there can be only one. Like, but the thing is, and I'm reluctant to say it, but I think Cruella 2 might be a better film than Cruella 1. <laughs> I think it might, like, buy into the lunacy of it. Yeah, um, that's so what I'm Taylor thinking. Swift is also already set to star in the antagonistic role that was described to us as Cruella's match. So, basically Cruella, but on the opposite side. So you need a... Oh, this is even... Okay, so you need a, a, a villain for Cruella. Yeah. Is she like an animal rights activist? Because I can't she, imagine Taylor Swift would sign on to portray a character who wants to kill animals. See, there's the, there's the thing. Unless it's like 101 cats. Like, she really wants to kill cats. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she might sign on for that. that was a, like, Give me the fucking part. I fucking Taylor, hate do you want to be in the Cruella cats. sequel? I have one. I have one hundred and one requirements. First of all, <laughs> the whole movie is her trying to get to the to the theater to kill all the actors in Cats. Just it opens with her like beating the shit out of Jason Derulo, and then <laughs> the then the camera. You said leader, this would be good. Then there's like a record scratch, and just goes, "Yep, that's me." Bet you're wondering how I got here. Then it plays the entire film of Cats, so that you. I would context. watch that. I would, I would watch not. that. <laughs> nah, come on. Um, so yeah, Cruella two. I mean, I think this could be a pretty big deal. People who love Taylor Swift, uh, there's lots of people that do. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's also people we know. Emma Stone, very good singer herself. She was in La La Land, so yeah. could be a good musical. I Ryan Gosling, not a good singer, also in La La Land. I mean, he's there, but he can dance, can't he? Yeah, he looks he's, like a, he's a bit of a dancey man, that's true. Look, when you, when you look like Gosling, I mean, doesn't matter. But I, here's the thing. I think Cruella 2, as you said, might suffer less than the Cruella 1, because yeah. Cruella 1 was so weird that you have a movie about the person that wants to kill dogs as a hero that maybe too they're going to go a bit more to the dark side. Maybe. I just feel it would be more of a cohesive vision. I'd like to retract my earlier statement of I'm going to be sick because now I'm going to be intrigued is what oh. I want to be. And also the Swift fans are coming after you. Don't, like, I, I'm not against Taylor Swift. I love uh, love story. And oh, good one. Teardrops on my guitar and Tim McGraw. <laughs> These are all from a very specific era of Taylor Swift, I know. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to one-up you, but um, Cardigan is a good one, isn't it? Oh, right. are we all, Jesus. Are we all with each other? I'm very excited for you her You haven't been new- keeping up with the Folklore album, though. Yes. <laughs> What? Where did this come from? New I've known new you album for seven coming out years. Next one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. <laughs> people I know in my life are obsessed with this certain lady. So I have to hear through osmosis this news. That's fair. So I can tell you, October twenty first, I think it is. There's there's an album coming out. Just yes. you keep keep fucking stoned. Well, I'll be right? I'll be listening. I'll be li- I'll be first in the queue for Spotify. So I will. <laughs> you- I'd be rating that five stars, I tell you. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a Cruella too. If if you were interested, I don't know who was asking for that, but I think it ultimately comes down to the fact that number one made more money than they expected it to, so they were going to do number two. That's kind of it. And they have um, Emma Stone signed on. And Emma Stone signed on. Why not? Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this is kind of for you. Oh. The Lord of the Rings rights have been purchased and the new owners are already considering spin-offs for The Lord of the Rings. Okay. So this is the rights to, like, the Silmarillion and stuff like that, which so the, isn't the owned by Amazon, of, by the way. The, ca- the characters of J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, so, this would be separate to The Rings of Power. So, uh, The Rings of Power that came out on Amazon, I learned this the other day, they don't have the rights to, um, like, the Silmarillion and stuff like that, which is what it, it pulls a lot from, but they're just making up a story in the Lord of the Rings universe. 
Like yeah. that's what that show is about. But now some other company has the rights to do outside Lord of the Rings stuff. They have the rights of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. That's mad. Yeah. But Which where'd... then goes on to the fact that we could get brand new Lord of the Rings, brand new Hobbit stuff. And I think my main question is, right, you've done three of these, well, you've done six of them, technically. Yeah. So three of the original, three of the Hobbit, um, all of them three hours long. All of them, I would say, pretty, like, smack bang good from, like, as in you did it. You've done it, it's the, it's the event. The event is done. Yes. I don't know if you can do that again. No, I don't think, like, the original films, like Fellowship, Two Towers and Return of the King, I don't think you'll ever make those as good again. Because the way that those were made was very, like, early 2000s. Or nineteen mm. or late nineties, where it was just easier to fly them all to New Zealand and walk them around. Whereas you look at the Hobbit then, and it's all on like a soundstage and things like that. So I don't think there's mm. going to be the same celebration or fanfare if you just do more of the Hobbit kind of thing. So the um, it's been bought by Embracer Group. Um, so they already have a history with the world of Middle Earth, as they're the parent company of Asmodee Group, who has already published over a dozen games involving the world of Middle-earth, including the Lord of the Rings, the card game, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-earth. Um, and so they basically have done all the games, and so the paired group of them have bought the rights to the movies and characters. Right. Okay. But what, like, where does this leave, one, the Amazon series... And two, like all those actors who still exist, because I assume they'll want to do like an Aragorn story. Like, oh yeah, I mean that's what you do. That's like that's the easiest one. Like you just have him being a ranger and doing his thing. Lord the Rings origins, Aragorn. Lord the Rings origins, Legolas, Gandalf, Gandalf. I mean, it's locked in. (laughs) Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I kind of get it. You could do more adventures of Bilbo, uh, things he did in his youth. I think Aragorn probably more exciting, but yeah. Probably, probably. And a lot more swords involved. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you could do a whole thing about Gondor uh, and like all the stuff that goes on in Gondor. So I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, what the next step would be, I suppose. I think maybe the mm. origins... Route is how do you think they would have the about. balls to do it another trilogy? Do you think I like maybe? But also, what if they announced that they were remaking like Fellowship of the Ring? In well, the like they were just remaking the trilogy, starting again. Yeah, it, they were rebooting it. Could you imagine the outrage? That's what I mean. Like it's it's one of those things that's like it, it, Lord of the Rings is different. It's not... It, to me, it's like Star Wars. Like, you don't remake Star Wars. It just exists. You have add-ons, or you have prequels or sequels, but you never, like, we're just going to do a reboot. We're just going to redo the story again. Um, to me, Lord of the Rings is like that. Those movies came out. They exist. Yeah. And so, if you were like, yeah, we're just going to recast Legolas, and we're going to recast Gandalf, um, I think... I'm, I don't want to go out on a limb, but I think people might turn on it. No, and I, like I think, to be fair, I would probably turn on it as well. I'd probably <laughs> Big be, time. I would be in in the mob somewhere. But it, it it seems like kind of a poison chalice because, as you say, it's like you don't touch the quote unquote originals. You just add on to the world and tell other stories. Unless you're doing prequels and sequels. But they've already done the prequels, which were the Hobbit movies. Yeah, so that that's locked in. Well, like, I don't think people would really care if you remade The Hobbit, to be fair. And also, I don't think people cared about those movies to begin with. So, does that then not show you that maybe people only cared about, like, the original story? Because I know those Hobbit movies, people went to see them. But, I mean, in terms of love and fanfare, I think people are like... They happened. Yeah, they're, the first one was all right. And then <laughs> the second two, not so great. <laughs> so, like, you'd have to go sequel. Other than, you couldn't go prequel then. No, yeah, it would have to be after the events of Return of the King. So just... I, I, but that I, ends, like, 
it just it just ends like it, it's, it's, it's just done. the end of the story like there's other things that happens in the world but i wouldn't make a movie out of them like mm. i don't know i don't know where i stand on this because on the one hand i love lord of the rings and would love to see more lord of the rings stuff but also don't just do it for the sake of it and like for one for a better word like tarnish it kind of that's literally in. all I thought of when I seen this story. I was like, I got to tell Sean first of all. But then my first thoughts were, I just said, like it's a poison chalice. Yeah, like, you get you get given this amazing thing, but it's like, yeah, but you're never going to be able to do it better than first of all the original trilogy. No, and then and then of course we've already seen the Hobbit was fine. So it's like. <laughs> And that was already a book. <laughs> so that was like a locked in your IP. You're thinking, this is going to get big fanfare. But people even then, I mean, when did the last one come out? 2016? 20, 20, yeah. Like even then, people were like, preferred the original three. Oh, this is, this if is you, fine. If The Hobbit was just one film. Yeah, they split it three. Yeah. But if it was just one film, because the book is like nothing. Like the book is, you would read it in an afternoon. So... If you had just one really solid Hobbit film, you'd knock it out of the park. People would love it. I don't think they'll do that, though. They can't no. do that now. <laughs> no, no, they can't unring that bell. Like They're just like, nah, it's done. It's done forever. I'm, I just wanted to let you know that it happened, so we could be getting Lord of the Ring sequels coming down the line. Uh, so prepare yourself if like a, a Gandalf origin story comes out that, that we know. We know what's going to happen. Um, Not same actors? Uh, I think I wouldn't put McKellen through it I don't think I think you'd have to <laughs> recast him no but then who do you get oh I mean there's only one man to get and he's Irish Barrio no Fassbender <laughs> get Fassbender Fassbender in. can only replace McKellen I'd be up for it man I think that'd be class Fassbender, Fassbender as Gandalf can only do him in all things um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news Sean and it involves the Batman director Matt Reeves who amongst all of the issues that are currently going on with HBO Max that we will get to sorry okay. at the end of the show um, but there's one bright spot there's one lone star that is pretty good and it's the Batman well the Batman director Matt Reeves has signed a multi-year deal with Warner Brothers Discovery amongst all of the terrible press currently snuck in there right in the middle of it is we've got Matt Reeves locked in for a few years we're keeping him around we've given him more money than God we can't lose this man (laughs) he's the only good thing we have like literally he is which is mad yeah the, yeah. And I think he gets like first refusal then on projects as well. So even outside of Batman, if there's anything else he's interested in, he can kind of say, "Oh no, I want to do that film." And and this is all stemming from obviously the new uh, the new CEO, the new group that came in with the Discovery merger and all that shit. Um, and so they've kind of basically gone through everything they have. This led to the Batgirl cancellation, but it also meant that everyone who was there originally was like. To me, it was like very similar to like a sports team where you side a player and then the manager gets fired and then a new manager comes in and you're like, do I want this player that the other manager thought was amazing? But do I give a shit? I don't really know. I've seen Moneyball, um, Connor. You, you've seen Moneyball? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so like to me, it's like Matt Reeves must be like the star player and he's like, well, if the new guys don't like me, though, <laughs> like, they don't want to get rid of me. But like... Presumably, he's signed on to do Batman two and three. So the ba- he's been signed on for several years to do multiple projects. So as you said, it's not just um, it won't just be the Batman. Um, he it's also one spin-off focusing on Arkham Asylum and the Gotham City Police Department, and obviously Colin Farrell's Penguin character is also getting a spin-off. So he's kind of involved in all that stuff at the minute. I mean, okay, good to have one person who knows the full vision and everything that's no, going I don't to like happen. It. Bring in multiple people and really question each other constantly. <laughs> just really fly by the seat of your pants. Just guess <laughs> Sit, at what's Passive aggressive emails. <laughs> Is this really what we want to do? Because I'm doing the opposite. And like, don't watch any of the previous stuff that you're you've been told that you're making a property about. Just get all that out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, Matt Reeves has signed. I think they said it's the longest contract I've ever handed out. It's a bit desperate, but god damn it, so they need him. It probably is their longest DC contract they've ever handed out. Previous was probably Nolan. Christopher Nolan was probably on a shit ton of money and a oh, massive yeah. contract. 
that's that's fair. I think Zack Snyder probably had a decent contract as well, but then other yeah. things cropped up with that. Yeah, but they, they've locked in Matt Reeves, so we will be getting more The Batman, thankfully, amongst all of this nonsense. But then again, this kind of news is like, oh, this is good, but then next week they could also then just cancel. <laughs> this is the thing. Didn't they cancel DC Fandom? as well we're going to get to that at the end oh, of the show okay, Sean. oh that's that's the big news um so we're moving on to our next piece of news and this is a story that really confused me and it might be the most random sequel announcement of 2022 okay um, so there's a movie from 2013 it's a comic book adaption sean um, and it stars ryan reynolds can you name that comic book adaption movie? It's not Green Lantern. No, Green Lantern's 2012. Ryan Reynolds in a 2013... Comic book adaption. It's real niche. Super niche. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> was it Waiting? The diner comedy Waiting? Maybe if I give you another actor. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is also in the movie. Oh, fuck. Is it... Is it Jonah Hex? R.I.P.D. Not Jonah oh, Hex. Oh, sorry. R.I.P.D. If anyone remembers that movie, um, is getting a sequel from Universal. I did not know that was a comic book property. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Universal has not announced a mysterious new project through any media outlets, and it is unknown who will star, direct, or anything else. But it seems that R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned, is coming out at Universal. Sean, that's right. We're going to have a sequences of violence, language, disturbing images, and some crude sexual references, apparently. Hell in yeah. In the PG-13 rating. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't... Does anyone remember the plot of R.I.P.D.? Uh, let me have a check. And see if I remember it. It's like Men in Black and Ghostbusters together. I know, like, they're like detectives who die and are then are listed by... Um, the Rest in Peace the, Department. The Rest the in Peace Department, which is an undead police force um, trying to find spirits. <laughs> yeah, so in this case, they're trying to find the man who murdered Ryan Reynolds, I believe. So they're going around and spirits are like designed as humans. So they're like going around and it's their job in terms of like, it's literally men in black mixed with Ghostbusters. They're like, we got to send these guys back to hell because we're the RIPD. The uh, and the Rotten Tomatoes does not mean everything. It has a Rotten Tomatoes mm. score of 12%. Ah, come on. That was uh, pretty good. <laughs> and, and then Rotten Tomatoes also has this feature of you might also like if you're interested. Yeah. So we got uh, Ride Along uh, with Ice Cube. We got Red 2 with Bruce Willis. Yeah. We've got Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. It's pretty uh, good. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, no. It's getting uh, worse. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 2013, the one with Stephen Amell in it. <laughs> They're all sequels. They're all sequels, <laughs> apart from Ride Along. <laughs> right. And Ride Along did get a sequel. It did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just go all sequel? Um, so yeah, R.I.P.D., the movie from 2013 that nobody remembers. And also, I don't think anyone was clamouring for this. No. Is, for some reason, getting a sequel at Universal. Like, I've not seen the movie, but is it one of those ones where it sets up a sequel at the end? And they've just oh, never touched it I mean, since. you're asking me. It's, I haven't seen that movie since 2013, and it was terrible then. Right, <laughs> so, well, this is going in the Patreon hat, I must say. Um, I'm, I mean, Jeff Bridges is in it. He's pretty good. I mean, Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds, pretty good combo. It's just the fact the movie itself makes no sense that it's bad. But if they remake this movie, or they do a sequel to this, is it going to be... Because it's going to be now Ryan Reynolds. Like, it's going to be... Mm. Like, it's going to be Deadpool, but he's more, but he's dead. Like, and he's but, a but also, I would say Ryan Reynolds is more famous now than he was then. Oh, because he, he was he had just come off Green Lantern, hmm. dead, and then yeah. he did this, and he and then he went like it wasn't that he was down, but it was like Ryan Reynolds. Whereas now, anything he does is immediately picked up. Yeah, 
So, like, I think it, like, it will, I think it could do, it will probably make more money, but I don't know if it will be a better movie. Mm. It. Um, by the way, do you want to know how much the budget was for the original R.I.P.D.? Oh, please tell me. See, I'm thrown um, off because we covered Catwoman on Patreon. Yeah. That, that's a $100 million movie. But, by the way, if, if you were interested in a review of Catwoman, head on over to our Patreon now because it was 120 or one hour and 20 minutes of a review. And I gotta say, worst movie I've ever seen. Absolutely awful. Hated the entire experience. <laughs> My life is worse having seen it. So, R.I.P.D., I want to say Jeff Bridges, uh, $70 million? $130 million Jeez budget shot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How much did it make? A hundred million? Did it? 78 million. Oh, oh nearly half. <laughs> that is, that is less. <laughs> That's a tough one. The fucking balls you would need to go into a, like, producer's meeting and pitch RIPD2 to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it made so little money that, like, 78 million, 100, that's nearly, it's 52 million dollars in the difference. Um, Just gone. And so you lost 52 million dollars and then to come back nine years later and be like, you know what we need? The world, the world's asking for it. I'm constantly being asked what's going on in that RIPD universe. I think you merge it with the real steel universe. I think that's the only way to... Combine those, you know. That's your idea for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're doing the Scarface sequel. Oh, you know what would really work with that, actually? (laughs) you got to put real steel in it. (laughs) Um, Do you think Ryan Reynolds comes back? I think so. I I, I think, and I think he would as well. I think he'd be up for doing it. Just for a bit of shit takes. Just, yeah, he he could sell his gin and manage his football team, you know, the, the whole thing. <laughs> Just be chill. Um, Jeff Bridges might be a harder sell. But, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is one that I think you're going to like. You've said this um, a couple of times and I haven't liked the but story. But this one, I, I promise, I know I've burnt Bridges before. Right. But this time, promise. Do you like the TV show Community, Sean? I do. I do like the TV show Community. Well, what is the community, what is the slogan of uh, community? Six seasons and a movie, I believe. Well, Sean, we had six seasons. Oh. Now there will be a community movie, as it is definitely happening. Creator Dan Harmon has promised. Well, that's very cool then. I do like mm. this news. Mm. Uh, See now. Um, so obviously, community, I think it got cancelled 2015 was the last season on Yahoo. <laughs> Yeah, Yahoo had their own streaming service for a while, and yeah. Community was because Community was cancelled on and off for years, and then mm. Yahoo brought it back, and then that finished, and then they just ended Community. Um, and so Dan Harmon has now come out and said that the movie is definitely happening, and he is working on a story and has the story nearly in place for the planned movie itself. Okay, what if it's bad though? That's what I was just taking. I was just, because wh- wh- I think the big thing here is that during the pandemic, it released on Netflix, yeah, and like, and it got like so many downloads, so many new viewers just tuned in to watch Community, um, and it it kind of blew up again. So I think a studio has looked at that and is like, I like money. People are pretty big on this. Let's let's greed like this. Yeah, like the end of Community, like it, it 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 the final thing is like it's a black screen and then it pops up dot 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 and a movie. Like yes, so it had like that's how it ended during the pandemic when everyone was watching it. So there's this massive, as you say, outpouring of support for it. But I think like the idea of a movie for Community might work better in our heads than it does. Actually, as a movie, if you get mm. me. It's also not announced when it's happening. So, I mean, it could be fucking five years from yeah. now. And all of those actors, man, have gone on to, like, do a lot. In They're the doing time. pretty well. Yeah. Like, Donald Donald Glover as well. <laughs> that man does not how need we, to come back. How are you getting Childish Gambino back in? <laughs> I, I don't know how. Do you get Chevy Chase back? I guess not, since they canonically killed him off. <laughs> no, you don't go near Chevy, I don't think. I think Chevy is out. Like, it could work. 
But I, like, Jesus, what, like, what would it be? Do they go back to college after? I, I, that is actually one of the big things that I was thinking of. Because I, I mean, like, me and you are pretty big fans of Community, I yeah. would say. Um, I think it's a really good show. But like, the movie aspect, you go back to college? Or are they just hanging out? I think what they're going to do, and this would be a good, like, device to frame it through, is that Abbott, uh, who is... He's a character in the show for people that don't know. Character in the show who constantly makes like fourth wall breaking references to the fact that mm. he's in a show. Um, but I, he's a film student. So I, you have him make a where are they now style documentary about all of the people yes. he went to college with kind of thing. Yes. And do you think he just follows like Childish Gambino? <laughs> well, this well, this is another thing is that you could do with that because Childish uh, Troy, Donald Don, Glover's Donald character. Donald Glover plays Troy, but Troy is so the opposite <laughs> of, of like who Donald Glover plays now is what I would say. That's true. But Troy canonically disappeared in a boating a accident. Boat. <laughs> boat, yeah. So what if they go looking for Troy and then you just need to get Donald Glover for one day at the end? You just end. need him for a day? Yeah. Just and then they have their big reunion and it's all it's all good. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Jim Rash, who plays the, the principal, the um, he, or the dean, yeah, he's won an Oscar since, since the he? show ended. Yeah, I, th- I think he won an Oscar for screenplay. He won an Academy Award. Academy. Okay, well done. Yes. Thanks. You won an Academy Award. Yes. And I mean, Alison Brie is on every Netflix show that is number one and trending for the last like five years. Um, I mean, like you've got so many talented people all over this place. Um, yeah. Are you currently looking up Jim Rash and I want his to see, Oscar? He wrote The Descendants. Uh, yeah. George Clooney, or he adapted it. That's cool. Uh, yeah, like there's so many... Act, like, but but also the, the show took such a, a a a turn in like content around like season six, yeah. Because you got like they were just swapping characters in, and they were See, just once everyone started leaving, it was all very confusing. Yeah, it, like it it did change a lot from season one to season six as a show. So I guess you just kind of pick up. 10 years later maybe and you can just kind of bring everyone back then and and I think as you said you do, I don't think you bring back Chevy Chase I think Chevy no. Chase does not probably get brought back because everyone hates him <laughs> terrible to work to talk with to him. <laughs> um, you've heard of any of the actors talk about Chevy Chase it was a nightmare to work with him on the set um, and so they probably don't want to do a press tour promoting the movie who gets stuck with Chevy is really the question yeah who who gets stuck babysitting Chevy? Um, you, like you got to get Troy and Abed back in the movie, though. Yeah, like in the morning. Troy and Abed in the morning. That's going to be th- those poor guys are going to have to do that so many times <laughs> on the fucking press tour for this movie. Do the handshake. Do, do the handshake. Do, the, do, the, do, <laughs> do, do it. Do you, do you still remember the handshake? You should do it. It's Graham Norton's couch. Can you do? Can you do the Spanish rap that you did in episode? This is two? Jimmy Fallon. We're gonna do a Spanish rap. <laughs> this is Jimmy Kimmel. We're gonna do a Spanish rap. This is Graham Norton. We're gonna do a Spanish rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, community movie. I think it's one of those where everyone's like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool," but also. Is it going to be good? Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about this as I do about Paddington 3. Is that, mm. Jesus, you're really risking everything by putting out another one. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But at the grand scheme of things, show still exists, even if this is bad. That's true. That is true. Because everyone kind of forgets the last two seasons anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly seasons one through three, people like. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And it is the saddest, most anger-inducing news I've covered this year. Sean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a laid-back, level-headed guy. You're a okay? relaxed kind of fella, I'd I'm a, say. I'm a chill- Not much irks me. Very limp but- human. <laughs> yes, yes. You're irking me, Sean. Oh shit! You're irking me. You would like me when I'm irked. Um, but Sean, HBO Max. I didn't mind when they were cutting things that I didn't care about. Oh, okay. this. Yeah. I did. I didn't mind Here when it was things I couldn't give two fucks. Okay. But now they've come for me. And I now feel like what I have reaped. I no, 
What I have sowed, I am now reaping because HBO Max has dropped Bruce Timm's new Batman show and they're no, no longer going to be doing it. <laughs> so this was the animated Batman Caped Crusader. Um, yes, that was going to be on HBO Max, written by Bruce Timm, who wrote the original Batman the Animated Series show. So kind of a spiritual successor to one of your favourite shows of all time. Yes, yes it was. And Warner Brothers have just decided to gut that and mm. just throw it on out of there. They, <sighs> yes. They, they, no, look, they killed off a whole heap of animation as well. Uh, oh, like, they, I, I mean, I have board. the list, if you'd like the whole list. Uh, yeah, if if we have time. <laughs> um, so we've got <laughs> we've time. We've got Merry Little Batman, which was like a Batman action comedy. The day the Earth blew up, a Looney Tunes movie. Bye Bye Buddy, a Looney Tunes musical. Did I do that? Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story. Jeez. <laughs> and, and the Amazing World of Gumball, the movie, are just only some of the. Ch- basically, it was like fifty fucking things all cancelled at once, all animated. Like, that's insane. Like, and there are shows, like, I've seen animators on Twitter being like, no, we had, like, f- we had done four seasons of this show, and they just cut it, and now we don't get to finish they it. just cancelled it. And it's like, it's such, it's, how strapped for cash are they that they have mm. to, have to, first of all, like, scrap established stuff, but also, why would you scrap what is essentially the easiest home run anyone has ever been handed in terms of an animated series, which is get Bruce Tim to do Batman again. Also, do you know know who else was on the team producing it? Go ahead. Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves, oh. JJ Abrams. Jesus. Was was the tree. They were all producers of the like, project. Why how did they have no faith that that would do well? Like <laughs> now granted it might not do well on HBO Max, where it's yeah. only available in America. But like you could maybe maybe put it out somewhere else or release HBO like fa- Max worldwide. The, the fact that you got the Batman director Matt Reeves. Yeah. I mean like, okay, this is fucking cool. JJ Abrams comes in, talented man. Let's not let, let him do any sequels. But look, <laughs> let's bring him in. He's a talented dude. Big picture guy. Then, and then just to add it round it up, let's get Bruce Tim back in because I mean it is animated Batman and we're bringing the character back. And Bruce Tim is the most famous person involved <laughs> other than Paul Dini with the original Batman the animated series. Like what I I don't understand the logic behind why that's gone. Uh, it's also shit that like a studio as big as Warner Brothers isn't willing to take a risk in terms mm. of commissioning content anymore. Mm. This this was one of those where I went ah for foot like I thought this was safe. Still, I'm like okay, yeah. well, it's animated Batman and it's Matt Reeves and Bruce Tim. Like, they couldn't cancel this. And then when Matt Reeves got signed to the contract, I was like, look, we're locked in. They're not going to cancel this. And then they're like, no, we're still canceling. We we don't really care about anything um, other than the Batman 2. Yeah, and Joker folly adieu. Like, those are the the two tentpoles that we have at the minute. There there is some positive news. um, And that is the fact that it will actually probably be now shopped elsewhere because Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, as you said... Big fucking names, okay? The series is already being worked on. They're not just cancelling this straight up. What it's going to happen now is probably Warner Bros. Animation, they're no longer releasing it. But that doesn't mean that it won't be released on Netflix, on Amazon, on Disney Plus. Like, maybe not Disney Plus. But (sighs) there would be a thing that they would pay a shit ton of money for this. Like, Netflix would pay good money for this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like... The the now, now how would that work? I wonder with the fact that it's Batman though. Like, see, it would it hinders who they probably can use. But I mean, I think Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, and Bruce Tim would probably have some sort of like contract rights of who they can and can't use. Um, yeah. Also, what normally happens, and this is actually probably a bigger big positive for the show itself, is that. The show normally can't use characters that are appearing in movies at that time because it right. confuses. They think it confuses kids, so we're like, we can't throw Bane into this, and he's designed different. If the Bane that's coming out in the movie is like a different Bane, it's going to cr- confuse people, which obviously is ridiculous, but it's just the way it works. So if you know, 
you already have Matt Reeves working on the show. He's like, well, this is who I'm using in the sequel. <laughs> we can use yeah. everyone else. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's that's a pretty good way of like, I suppose, differentiating it. And you have someone on the inside, as you say, who knows where it's going to go. Like, and also knows the design of the characters. So Matt Reeves could say, we'll just design them the same. It's just the animated version. Yeah. And it, like, I, like, I never got that about the whole oh, you can't use this character because they appear in this movie. People are smarter than studios give them credit for, I think. I I, I realise that, but I think back in the day, especially like early 2090s, like they were fucking, like they were all over that. They did not want to use that. Like, for example, you know the, the animated series The Batman? Yeah. It came out around the same time as The Dark Knight. So like their Joker is like completely different design. Has to be completely different. Yeah. I remember this. He's much yeah. more, uh, much more cartoony. Like yeah, exactly because they had to make him like as little like um, all the jokers that had appeared before and all the jokers that were going to appear later on. Um, I mean, it's, it's I, a weird one. It is. It is. I do hope. I genuinely, I would love to see this series come to life somehow. Um, even if they have to put it out and it's like it's it's called the Cowl and it's like it's. <laughs> It's essentially Batman, but they just can't say the word Batman. I get Kevin Conroy to do the voice, yeah. and it doesn't matter what you do with it, okay? Um, so we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with the news that you mentioned earlier on. Uh-huh. DC Fandom 2022. Yep. Pretty big deal. Uh, pretty big pretty, deal. Pretty big deal. They announced a lot in Fandom 2021, if you remember. And 2020. They, and it's 2020. their big thing through the year. Every year also, they do one. I mean, at San Diego Comic-Con... DC had a very small presence there. So well, your fandom was coming up, Connor. Fandom's coming up. I mean, that's their big DC fandom event. We do all the announcements. Why you reveal a Comic-Con in amongst all the Marvel stuff? We'll have our own thing. Have a whole week to ourselves. Well, Sean, you... We're overthinking this because what's happened is DC fandom has been cancelled. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh dear. And do you want to know why it's been cancelled? Yes, the rumour is that it's due to the, all of the controversy and significant movie delays that are currently surrounding the studio itself. Well, I mean, that does make sense. Uh, mm. It's it's not a great look to have to do, do a big press conference and announce that everything will be later than you thought it was and most of it's cancelled. Hmm. The previous two DC fandoms had the debuts of the two trailers for the Batman. Mm-hmm. So the previous two years, they also had the first look at Blue Beetle and Batgirl concept art, which obviously now Ooh, is funny. <laughs> can I say, I'm really nervous for the Blue Beetle movie. Oh, <laughs> any day now. Like, any fucking day Because if they lax Batgirl, they will absolutely <laughs> axe beat Blue Beetle. Like, oh, that poor, like, Jamie Reyes, he's, he's got minutes. I would, say, I would say days left before he's cut as well. That movie's half done, half ate enough, boys. You need, you need it in the can. You, no, you need it, like, on a cinema screen before you're actually <laughs> safe. It's, I think what's happened is they forgot that it exists. And yeah. so it's going to take one email for someone to go, what's all that weird money going to Blue Beetle? What's that project? And, that, and it just goes to the wrong person, wrong day. And it's like, yeah, we're going to cancel that as well. Yeah, there's like a chain of command of people who love Blue Beetle. But like someone middle of the road has to take a sick day. And the intern <laughs> filling in for them is like, what's this about? And it just the whole thing falls apart. CC's in all the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in amongst all of this is obviously Ezra Miller's all that controversy. Yeah. Uh, including The Flash. But Sean, I heard good news. Flash got the same reviews as the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it did not. There is not a hope that that same movie's any like, good. Same as the Dark Knight. It's good. They're basically the same level. Same like, as the Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, they went to the best comic book movie ever, I think. That has to be a piss take, surely. <laughs> I love the fact that they didn't choose like, oh, like, it's it's really good. They were like, no, it's the Dark Knight. It's that's so, yeah. Some said Ezra is as good as Heat Ledger's Joker. That's what people are saying. Like, they could have just said, no, reviews were generally favourable. And that would have been fine. No one would have questioned it. But Jesus Christ. I read that. I was like, that. that's one of those where you're like trying to impress and you're like, yeah, well, my dad's an astronaut. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. You went too far too soon. Like, you promised too much. (laughs) 
Um, also, in amongst all the controversy, we all know Ezra Miller. Uh, we all know all the stuff to do with all the cancellations of everything that's happened so far. Batgirl, um, all the stuff with Leslie Grace. But also, in the last week or two, Sean, we found out that Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2 have been delayed. Um, they yeah. are no longer coming out when they were meant to. Now, I will say, the director for Shazam came out and he was like, it kind of makes sense because... The original release date competed with Avatar, and that's another Warner Brothers thing. So I kind of get why mm. they would push Shazam 2 away from Avatar 2 just to help ticket sales. I mean, I, I suppose that's probably what they told him. Could be. Um, Could be. But, I and look, I, I suppose that does make sense, but it's also not... I would say that incident alone, perfectly acceptable perfectly yeah. fine it's one of those where if it happens and nothing else has happened for months you're like yeah well that makes sense Avatar's coming out let's move it slightly a, few, a month or two back it's grand but in amongst everything that we've seen and Aquaman 2 being pushed back as well um, kind of just means they're just kind of winging it day yeah. to day no it is a bad trend like ac- mm. across the Warner Brothers empire um, like and also like Fucking Dwayne Johnson is swinging hard for that Black Adam movie, man. But I don't think that's going to be any good at Poor all. Poor Dwayne, right? He's tried as hard as... But they've actually somehow, like, stressed Dwayne The Rock Johnson out about a movie. Because, like, every movie he does makes fucking billions of dollars. Yeah. And now he's like, I don't think I could save, save this. No. And the thing <laughs> is, like... I'm looking at Black Adam and I'm like, I'm firmly entrenched in like this world of comic bullshit, right? Yeah. I think like parts of it look too weird for me where I'm just like, <laughs> and uh, maybe that's me and I'm getting older, but I'm just like, I'm tired, man. I just, I'm done with all of this. <laughs> so like a general it's audience. It's just Dwayne just like trying his hardest. He's just fighting against the current. If, if, if even he can't turn this around, I, I think it's good that he's in that spot because can you imagine Black Adam if they'd cast someone maybe less known as Black Adam? Mm. Like that movie's cancelled. That well, that movie doesn't exist. In a heartbeat. That yeah, like gone. that's gone. Um, so, so yeah. It's, it's only the fact that it's The Rock and his merchandise and his marketing team. And they're like, we got to keep him around. But I mean, the place is on fire around him. Could you imagine the uproar? Yeah, it's like it's on fire and they're just hosing the rock down constantly to keep him alive. <laughs> it's you good, imagine- it's grand. No, but the outrage if like the, the Rock's Black Adam movie had been cancelled. That would be yeah. hilarious to see. Um, it's also, as I said, Jason Momoa's outing as Aquaman has been pushed back to December of 2023. Which Jeez. is a strange one, because I'm pretty sure December 2023... Wasn't the Avatar tree could have come in? I think it in? might be. I think it might be, actually. Yeah. But they're both about water, aren't they? Well, it's the second one is about water, the Avatar movies. <laughs> um, so, like, the, I the, I love that, by the way, this article, the headline, the, this article itself kind of sums it all up, but I really wanted to read it because it says, Warner Bros. Discovery is certainly not making any friends at the moment with their incomprehensible decision to scrap the almost completed backer movie, having set off a chain of events that has seen the company's share price plummet, fans protest online against a number of projects that are no longer being released, and several directors and writers sharing their candid feelings about some of their f- projects being unceremoniously dropped. <laughs> They're not, I mean, they're they're right. They're not making any friends. Like, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, I, like, they just, I genuinely think they need to just do a clean slate. Like, wipe it all, give it two years, and then start again. That's what mm. you would do if you, like, wanted to make good things and have a Well, good they impression. have a 10-year plan, though, Shot. So you, you're forgetting the 10-year plan that... They mentioned a few. Is weeks that ago. the one that was updated from the seven-year plan that they had? Yeah, they had a seven-year plan three years ago, but now it's a ten-year plan. So right. Okay. And who's yeah. in charge of this? Um, uh, um, somebody, somebody's in charge of it. All right. Uh, well, but they signed Matt Reeves. Signed. We have Matt Reeves, lads. Boys, <laughs> 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 Matt. Poor Matt. Matt, I Matt just, come here. <laughs> I just imagine Matt Reeves and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> They just like give them like little shitty knives and they're like, there's an army coming over that hill, lads. <laughs> you protect us. Can I say something as well? I heard a rumour 
that uh, Henry Cavill has been cast as Hyperion. I, pff, <laughs> fuck off. Who is basically Superman in Marvel. <laughs> um, I've also heard a rumour that Henry Cavill is back as Superman, just right. to let you know. But okay. everything's just a fucking rumour. So, I mean, is Henry Cavill in or is he out? It's, it's kind of day-to-day at this point. Yeah, rumour, you can kind of like, it's a simile for the word guess at this point. Yeah. We're just going like, to guess. I guess Hen- you'd be doing. To be honest with you, the way Disney or HBO Max and um, DC are running, Henry Cavill could be in tomorrow and then also out by Tuesday. Or this is true. Or they could finish the Superman movie and then can it immediately. (laughs) We finished it. I don't really like it. (laughs) Oh, it's gone. (laughs) We've released Batgirl in its place. (laughs) (laughs) We sold Batgirl to Marvel. Now she, now she's, (laughs) she, she's part of the MCU now. Um, So yeah, so DC fandom no longer happening in amongst all of the cancellations. Um, They said that they're cancelling it because they're excited to engage with fans at live events uh, at numerous comic cons around the world instead of a DC fandom. Um, how? What's the level of bollocks on that? Oh, I would say that's outrageous levels of bollocks right there. <laughs> that's talking out of your arse to try and save face. <laughs> they did renew Harley Quinn for season four. So Saw that. Pretty good. Good to, good, Pretty good. good to see that. Uh, um, any news on my Star beloved Girl. Young Justice? Any Young Justice news, Connor? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I hate you. I'm asking about everyone's favourite show, Young Justice, that we've all you seen. You only know because you haven't seen Young Justice, <laughs> and it's so good. Watch Harley Quinn. <laughs> I have! Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Watch Young Justice. Eventually. <laughs> oh, lad. Uh, DC will be disbanded until <laughs> you get around to it. They'll retroactively cancel it and just scrub it Which from all also, media. B- it, b- DC could also disband by next week, for all we know, at this rate. Uh, Warner Bros. are like, no, we're no longer doing movies. Yeah. We just decided in, against it. We're in the NFT business now. Yeah. I hear it's really popping off. N- NFT. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. What a week. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that is in the description. And shout outs, of course, go to Roisin Chunky Lopes Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Hilmroos, Lil Dicky, Funny Observation, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, The Fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41 and Buster. Thank you all for the support. You're absolutely amazing humans. Hope you enjoyed the Catwoman uh, review that we put up. I know we definitely didn't enjoy watching it, um, Mm. but hopefully it was fun to listen to us shit on it for a while. Um, Other ways to support the show then, we do have a merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter's at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Dillman's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So, I've been Connor Rowley. I've been Sean Neal. I shall see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.